The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, good afternoon, everyone on the East Coast, and good morning, everyone on the West Coast. I'm Patricia Raskin with this week's uh, wonderful episode of Patricia Raskin Positive Living. You know, we often think about fitness in terms of being fit, in terms of going to the gym, how many times a week do we go to the gym, and we think of that as fit, if we feel good, if we feel strong, but we're asking you today to really think again, what does it really mean to be fit? And we have two guests who really know both these things from the body and mind perspective, legendary Ironman Mark Allen and world-renowned shaman, Brant Secunda, are joining forces in their first book together. And they're showing us how we can become truly fit from the inside out and take our life to the next level. So whether you're training for an athlete event or you just want to improve the quality of your life and how you feel about yourself, the name of the book is Fit Soul, Fit Body, and it's about everything that makes you well and makes you you. Well, welcome, Mark, and welcome, Brant. Thank you. Great Great to be here. All right. Uh, This is really amazing. I want to read a little bit about both of you. Mark, you were one of the top triathletes in the world, but struggled to overcome the barriers that were preventing you from winning the grueling Ironman World Championship in Kona, Hawaii. Then you began studying with Brant Secunda, who's a healer and teacher uh, from an Indian tradition, tradition in Mexico. Brant is the only Westerner to have completed the 12-year apprenticeship with the Reverend Hikoli Indian Shaman. I'm not saying the name because I won't say it correctly. Who lived a happy and vibrant life. Say it again. Wecho. Wecho. Thank you. That's why I glossed over it. No, you did pretty well. (laughs) And this man lived to be a vibrant 110 years old. Brant studied and taught taught Mark the spiritual and healing exercises that taught Mark how to integrate his physical and psychological fitness, and together they have put this in a book. Wow. Okay. So you talk about nine keys to a healthier and happier you. And I think I'm going to start first with uh, Mark. Mark, what led you to Brandt? What was going on that said, oh, I mean, you were winning all of these triathlons. So what made you say, I need something else? Well, actually, the, the the truth be known, I wasn't winning the most important race that I had each year, and that was the Ironman in Hawaii. I was able to uh, do extremely well everywhere else except for the biggest race in our sport, kind of like the World Series of our sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, six years I had been to the Ironman, and, and six years I had come up short of 
being the champion. I could get second place, third place, fifth place like that, but I couldn't pull off that victory. And I knew that there was something missing. And, you know, I had all the numbers in the logbook. I was certainly physically fit, but like any big endeavor in our lives, uh, the outcome often uh, hinges on how how we respond in those tough moments or how we deal with challenge or how we deal with our, let's say, negative emotions like fear or or anger. And I didn't have ways to work with those until so I how did made you, a connection. how did you find Grant? Well, I saw an advertisement for a workshop that he and his teacher, Don Jose, were going to be giving in Mexico, and I was just drawn to, to go to it. I had no idea who the Weechel Indians were or who Brant was, uh, but there was something about that ad that spoke to me, and I I went down and met Brant, and uh, it was life-transforming. I really felt like I was... All of my energy was just opening up to something very positive, and I was able to bring that positive energy and those positive thoughts that I gained from studying with him into the Ironman, and I ended up winning six straight Ironmans in a row from that point. Isn't that something? Brant, when you began working with Mark, what's the first thing that you did with him? What were some of the things in the beginning? Well, in the beginning of our work together, I gave him many different exercises that would let him work with different, what we might call, negative emotions like anger, fear, and I gave him these exercises so that he would be able to not pay attention to those qualities which weren't helping, but then he would be able to be just more aware of his connection to nature, his connection to to the world around him, which would then bring him a more peaceful mind, which then would allow him, hopefully, to win his races. One of the things that you both talk about in the book is how to de-stress your mind and help your mood by connecting to nature. Now, do you mean taking a walk in the woods, um, breathing in nature? What What do you mean, either Brant or, or Mark? Well, for me personally, Brant made it so simple. He said uh, a connection to nature just means going outside and, and, and looking around at, at, at a natural environment, whether it's uh, you're in a park or on a trail or even in your own garden or if you don't have that accessible, just to go outside, let's say, at, at sunset and, and look at those amazing colors in the sky. Mm-hmm. And we all know how that is. If we When we take a moment to just watch the sunset, we kind of have that feeling like, wow, look at that. And in that moment where you say, wow, look at that, you, you indeed have made a connection with that a powerful time mm-hmm. of day or that place that you're at, and you forget that you have troubles. You forget that maybe you have credit card debt or, you know, whatever's been bothering you, and you just feel good. And as, and as crazy as it sounds, just like anything else, it's important to practice feeling good, to go yeah. each day to have those simple experiences mm-hmm. outside where you're with nature, where human beings, we're all part of nature, feel that connection, and then when you do that, you feel good. I mean, anybody who's gone for a walk, for example, when they come back, they feel better than when they started. No question. No question. That's really one of the reasons I do this program is to help people feel good, and then from there, they can take it from there because they're in that state. Brant, I want to ask you about one of the things that I think really plagues a lot of people in our country, and that's loneliness. You know, whether you're in partnership or you're not, a lot of people feel very lonely, which uh, can be problematic because that can lead to a lot of addictive behaviors. 
What's your suggestion there? Well, that's a great, great question. No one, I don't think, has asked that directly. And I think that is a big part of our book. We address it without using that word, but we talk about community. Mm-hmm. And that community is such an important part of life in an indigenous cultural setting. And so we really emphasize, you know, whether you're working out, whether you're going for just a leisurely walk, to do it in community takes away loneliness. But we also talk about how you can just be a part of nature and be a part of your environment. And in this way, also, that can also take away loneliness because, you know, if you're feeling happy sitting on a riverbank listening to the sound of the river or going to the ocean and listening to the sound of the ocean, then this naturally or inherently takes away lonely feelings that somebody may have. Mm-hmm. One of the things you write about, and I'm going to ask you again, Brant, is how to draw energy from the earth when you're fatigued or depleted. I mean, I've, I've talked to people who go out and hug trees, literally, and feel the energy from the tree. What's your suggestion? Right. Well, you can just go out. We say that the, the inherent power of Mother Earth is love, just as a mother would love her child with human beings. We say the same is true with Mother Earth, who we say is a living, conscious organism. And so I tell people to go out and feel that love of the earth and to feel how your heart is connected to Mother Earth in a very real way. You know, we love pizza. We love whatever it is, like a certain food or ice cream. Why not love the earth? Why not care for Mother Earth in whatever way is possible for a person? So we really emphasize that in our book, you know, to go out, take a walk on the earth, feel her love coming up into your body and into Mm -hmm. your heart, and just be aware of that natural power, and that is something so important that anyone can do. That's wonderful. All right, Mark, what is it, you know, you went on, after you worked with Brandt, you won the Ironman six times. Why? What was the difference? What was missing before? <laughs> what was the difference? Well, like I said, I you know I wasn't I didn't have the uh, one thing I didn't have the ability to just keep my mind quiet during the race. Mm-hmm. And as most people have experienced at one point or another in their life, often the thing that's holding us back really are the thoughts we're telling ourselves. And one of the one of the challenges is that in tough moments. It's actually very hard to come up with a positive thought, and if you do, you feel like you're lying to yourself. You know, if it's a bad situation, it's hard to say this is wonderful and believe it. So, what Brant helped me to do was to just be able to um, quiet my mind, so that really I could find that place where there was no thoughts, or as Brant says, the place between thoughts. And when I could come back to that space over and over and over, when my mind started to start to sabotage my race. Then I was just filled with energy, and and also the answers would come to how I was going to be able to take that next step and the one after that, and then maybe mm-hmm. turn the race around so that I could become the champion once again. And then another thing that Brant really emphasizes, and this goes back to 
feeling a connection to the earth is he says it's so important to feel at home no matter where you are. Yes. And on the big island of Hawaii, it's a very strong environment. It's hot, it's windy. Uh, we race on the west side of the island that's very dry with a lot of desolate lava flows. And uh, it, it can be intimidating. Or if you feel at home there, you can look around and go, wow, this is a paradise. What a great place to have my office. You know, <laughs> doing this amazing adventure called the Iron Man. Outdoors. Yeah. All right, let me ask Brant. Um, Brant, you know, a lot of times, I know this has happened for me, people think, when they think about meditation, for example, or quieting the mind, they find it's very difficult. I know I do, because thoughts will come in. So how do you work with people in terms of meditation? Do we have to completely still our mind, and is that even possible? Well, that's also a very good question, and we really emphasize, or I emphasize also in the teachings that I give to people is that it's so important to quiet the mind. And there's all different ways. You know, meditation is a loaded word, as you know. But one mm-hmm. way to meditate would be just to go to a, a river, for example, or just to go to an ocean and visualize or breathe in the sound of that ocean or breathe in the sound of the river into your body. Imagine it coming into your body. And this is a meditation. You know, the word meditation can mean many, many things. So just to focus on these sacred sounds, such as a river or the ocean, can help still the mind, which then definitely has the effect of meditation, which is quieting the mind. Mm -hmm. So that's one kind of meditation. Another kind might be just to, you know, look at a, the flame of a candle or a campfire, for example. Mm-hmm. We've all been touched by that certain quietness that can can take us over when we look at the flame. And that is also a meditation. And just to imagine that, that light moving through the body and moving through your friends or your family in a way that can just, bring a peace of mind mm. or a peaceful heart and this is a meditation also so mm. it doesn't have to be you know something scary for people mm-hmm. all right now and, you and have an in- interject Go also ahead. you know exercise can be just like that for many people where uh we tell people you know mm-hmm. they ask us how long should i exercise for and i and one of the answers that we always give is to go out and exercise long enough to, until you feel a shift in your attitude to yes. feel yourself yeah have that sense of calm. Yeah, I will say for myself hour, that's, that's made all the difference in the world for me. I mean, I don't know what I would do without my swimming and without that kind of peaceful motion. There's a meditative um, feeling that I go into a trance, so it's not just from stilling yeah. the mind, just from moving in the water. Right, just connecting with the body. They, the Weechos do that with sacred dance, you know, just mm-hmm. the movement, whether it be, yes. you know, a, a, one of their folk dances, for example, and just that movement is a meditation as well. Or to go work in the cornfield, that's a meditation. So meditation can be many things to many different people. All right, let me go over the nine key steps in your book to a happier and healthier you. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read them, and then I'll let you, I'd like you both to comment, them, comment on them. Right. Um, the first one is balance your response to stress. 
Mark? Well, one of the things that we emphasize is that stress really can be the root of a lot of the health challenges that any of us have to face. So balancing the responses, one is to, for your exercise, do it at a level of intensity that's comfortable, not intense, and that will help de-stress your body. High-intensity exercise stresses the body out. And then certainly emotional stress is something that I think Brant might want to address. Well, you know, to deal with the emotional stress, you can do, as I said, to go listen to the sounds of nature or to go look at the beauty of nature, to just appreciate the colorful flowers or the beautiful trees in whatever way that you would like to appreciate them. But another way would be also to watch a sunrise or to witness a sunset and that beauty of the color and the transformation from day to night or night to day can really, literally transform us and take away stress. And therapists have asked their patients over and over again, what is the most peaceful event of your life? And uh, so many times the patient might say, when I was in nature. Yes. All right. Now, the second one, I'm not going to go. We talked about this, quiet the mind, and we've been talking about that. Let's go on to the third one. We talked about this somewhat. Transform fear, anger, and jealousy. Okay. Mark? These are emotions that indeed held me back. And, again, one of the ways that I found so helpful to get rid of them was to do the opposite, like I talked about, to do things that bring you happiness and joy uh, that are simple and that you can do each day, whether it's as simple as going out for a walk when you might feel one of those emotions coming up in you and that's holding you back, or to exercise, or to just, as Brant said, get together with some friends. You know, when you're with friends, all of those problems that might bug us when we're alone, they just melt away. I agree. I agree with that. Number four. Oh, go ahead. Did you have something you wanted to add, Brant, to that? No, that's perfect. What Mark said, I agree with completely. All right. The fourth one is reconnect with the spiritual world of nature. And, and Brant, you talked a lot about that. Um, anything else you'd either like, you'd like to add? Well, that's so important, just to connect with the spiritual world of nature. And we, we could just say with the world of nature, but we say spiritual world because nature is so beautiful and that beauty can translate into spiritual in a way that can really truly affect the hearts and souls of a human being. Our core being can be transformed and we can feel the beauty of life. And when we feel that, we also feel better as human beings. So connect with the spiritual world of nature. You know, it means just what we just talked about. Watch a sunrise, watch a sunset. Mm -hmm. Go for a walk in nature and look around you and see the beautiful trees or flowers or the wildlife, depending on where you are. You know, we just uh, came from teaching a retreat up in Alaska where the wildlife is so abundant. Yeah, it is gorgeous. There, when we say spiritual Mm -hmm. world of nature, it has a very, very specific meaning. I remember when I was there, I thought it was God's country. It was just gorgeous. My wife calls it a shamanic Disneyland. Yes, yes, yes. That's what a great, what a great way to say that. All right, number five is honor yourself, and you write self love is the most immediate tool you can use to fortify yourself against negative emotions like fear or self doubt. It doesn't involve anyone but you, 
in instantly transforming need into peace. Mark? Well, honoring yourself says that it's okay to have strengths and weaknesses, that that's part of being a human being, and that, that as Brant said, you know, a, a yellow flower is no better than a purple flower or a red flower. We all have value and we're all priceless here. Honoring yourself also also says that I will take the time to take care of my physical body. I will take time to uh, feed my soul and my heart and my my being with good thoughts. That's honoring yourself. All right. Number six is, Brant, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? I'm sorry, what's that? I asked Brant if he had anything to add to that about honoring yourself. Right. Well, just to to just to try to feel your purpose in life and to feel that we are on the earth to find goodness as much as possible, that we are here to to honor, you know, not only ourselves but an extension of ourselves, our families, our community, and then, of course, nature, and to just realize that we are, we are a part of something great by being a human being. Yes. So that's what I would like to add. All right. Number six is know and set the quest. Having your goals and knowing the kind of person that you want to become and setting your intentions. I'm going to move on, but um, and then we can come back to that. Because these last three I think I'd like to talk about more, and that's live what you ask for. What do you mean by that? Well, for example, in, the, in my Ironman days, there were a lot of people that wanted to be the champion, but there were very few that were willing to live the day-to-day work that it took to become one. And that's what we mean by live what you ask for. Ask for great things in your life, but then go out each day and put, put effort into making those dreams come true or making those transformations happen in your life. And to just accept that, you know, along the way, certainly there will be days where it's not so easy to do those things that I'm asking for in my life, but I'm going to go out there and do the best I can anyway on that day. Mm-hmm. So Mark, you know, he did so much training as a way to, you know, put into practice what he was trying to achieve, which was, of course, to win the Ironman and at least to finish the Ironman, but also, of course, to win the Ironman. And so he was living what he asked for. And it goes the same with when we want to uh, when we want to be happy, we have to try to be positive in life. And that's living what you ask for on a very practical level. Yes. Number eight is slow down to get faster. What do you mean by that, Grant? Well, I think that's something that, Mark always emphasized, and the Weechos always emphasized too, is that you, you don't have to run at a sprint and burn yourself out and then not be able to go another few miles or another distance to finish and get to where you're going, whether it be geographically or or in a metaphorical sense. So, so we would um, we always emphasize with people that they should. Um, um, really try to to slow down in the sense of just go steady. Mm-hmm. There was a, a a man that once said, "Start early and go steady and arrive safely." 
Yes. And that, yeah. I think, is what we're also trying to say. Yeah, it's so important in our very fast world. Number right. nine, which I really like, and I'd, I'd like you both to spend a little time on this. What do you mean by invite your inner caveman to the table? What do you mean? <laughs> uh. Well, Mark, that's your... Uh, yeah, when, when sure. we talk about that, we're, we're asking people to think and, and look at what's in front of you when you sit down for a meal and ask yourself, is anything that's in front of me something that my cave ancestors might have had access to? Uh, because what they ate is what we're genetically adapted to eat to survive and thrive on. And in the modern world, certainly, uh, we have a lot of uh, dietary options that have nothing to do with what our cave ancestors were were eating and what they were adapted to eat, taking into their bodies to have food indeed be medicine for their body and soul. And so it's just basic common sense. Get back to eating foods that are closer to the way they came from the earth, less processed, uh, eating quantities that are, are not as uh, gargantuan as what many people in the modern world are eating, and to just indeed look at your food and, and give thanks before you eat it and ask that it be medicine for your body. Beautifully said. All right, closing thoughts from both of you. Um, I know in your book you have quizzes on are you over-exercising, which is so interesting because most people think they don't exercise enough. So um, there, there's a lot in your book. Uh, tell people how they can find you and your book as well. Well, they can go to fitsoulfitbody.com, our website, and on there is actually a sort of a life perspective quiz that's free to take. And it will really give you an idea of maybe where you, you, your strengths are in life and also where you might need some, some work. And it also gives you an insight into what's inside the book. We also have the nine keys listed on there. You can get a little teaser on what each of those are more than what we've talked about today. So that's at fitsoulfitbody.com. All right. And I know this quiz is very interesting about if we're hurting our body by exercising too much. And that is in your book as well? Right, right, because we talked about moderation as being a key to a fit soul, fit body, you know, to really do things in moderation. Even, you know, when Mark was training, they would train in moderation to get ready for the big day. And so we really teach people that as well, that, you know, it's important that to over-train, to over-exercise, because that can overly stress the body, what Mark talked about before, and people get hurt that way, but really to just to be steady, and we think that can really make all the difference in the world. Yeah, before we go, I want to read these uh, these five ways to keep yourself and your soul fit for a lifetime, and then have you both comment on this. You say, mix it up, change the routine. Number two, share your experience Share what you're doing with others and build community. Number three, adjust your expectations. Sometimes you feel like you're struggling and haven't made progress. You may think you're falling short, but don't become impatient on your journey. Make what you're doing at the moment your priority. And that's a good one for me. Number, <laughs> number four is commit to the small steps. Making, keep making deposits in the bank account of life. One will not, one run will not give you a fit body. One sunset won't feed your soul. So keep going. And the fifth one, rely on Mother Earth. Even in the toughest of times, the air is still giving you life. Water will quench your thirst and the air, Earth is always sustaining you with her love. 
Just so beautifully said. All right. So closing thoughts based on what these beautiful steps were. Closing thoughts for both of you. Well, if we could, if we could all just keep those in mind as we walk through life day to day, it will really enable us to, to have these endeavors and these transformations be something that indeed go through our entire life. They're not just a short term, something we're going to do for two weeks or six weeks, but this is a goal, this is a, a, a quest to, to transform yourself throughout your entire lifetime and with those five tips. Grant. Mm. Right. I agree with Mark that it's just so important to see that we're here for a lifetime and that we have to, to really be aware of our connection to our world and that can really transform us and really place of love and finding a certain unity with all of life. And so I think that's what those uh, passages you just read are speaking to. How can people, again, find your book as well as your workshops? Besides fit, I know it's fitsoul-fitbody.com, but you both give workshops. They can go to that website always. Our, our upcoming events are listed on the home page. You can, you can buy the book uh, on Amazon or any of the online retailers, and also it's in e-books. You can get the electronic version if you prefer that. So there's a lot of access, and we hope to see people at some of our workshops where they really get to experience these tools personally. And Mark and I love to teach, and we have a lot of fun at the workshops with the people, and we hope that we're helping them as well. Thank you both for being on the program. It was really inspirational. Thank, Thank you, you for both. Having us. Thank you, and stay on the line, please. Um, I'd love to chat with you for a minute afterwards. All right, folks, I just want to tell you again that the book is Fit Soul hyphen Fit Body. And I've had two terrific guests on today, Mark Allen, who's the co-author of Fit Soul Fit Body, and Brant Sukunda. And Mark Allen is a champion triathlete, and Brant Sukunda is a shaman healer. And they joined forces to create an unprecedented and inspired approach to lasting physical, mental, and spiritual fitness and vibrant emotional health. Do log on to their website. Again, fitsoul-fitbody.com. Remember, folks, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. Until next time, for Patricia Raskin Positive Living, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.